Welcome, welcome to another edition of Downton Gabby. This is episode six of season three. Uh, we just came through a huge tragedy in the Grantham family, and now we're going to see how it all falls out. I'm Teresa Schechter in Brooklyn. I'm Rachel Horowitz in Oakland. I'm Brandi Sperry in Los Angeles. I'm Shannon Bowen, also in Oakland. All right, so so we open the episode. I'm assuming the funeral has just ended because we see cars leaving, guests are going away, everyone's in their morning black, and uh, Branson is obviously incredibly depressed. Yeah. And I noticed that Lord Grantham had a special morning tie on. Did wow. you notice that? Well, he's always in style. He is. No matter what the occasion. Except for when you can't find a shirt, but... There's always a proper accessory for every occasion, I think. That must be the funeral tie. Well, I don't think they had much to do back then, but, you know, make up a special tie for special occasions. So It's like the bullion spoon. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I don't mean to make light of a tragedy. Tom is is totally uh, elsewhere, I think. Completely destroyed. His acting remains really good in this episode. Mm-hmm. He, I still think he's, I, I still, my opinion is strong that he's now cute. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel likes a tragic figure, apparently. So. A little soft spot for that. And Matthew and Mary are there for him, which is nice. Yeah. And I, it, you know, it's like Branson's kind of lost his compass point without Sybil. It's like he doesn't really know where to go or what to do. And he just seems like he's just off in the wind. He doesn't know what to do. I'm surprised by how quickly the talk about the baby and Tom will probably leave the house eventually. Yeah. Get, start, get started. And for such a tight knit family and group I just I don't know after your daughter dies I I thought they would open with like doing everything they could to to keep that baby around and in the house yeah stay here as long as you like instead of when are you leaving where are you going yeah well Lord Grantham seems to want him out of the house and Edith is like you don't have to go yet you can stay she's very sweet she's been very sweet my my Edith. So then um, Tom announces that he wants to name the baby Sybil, which gets a divided reaction. Yeah. What what do you all think? He's, he didn't Lord Grantham call it ghoulish. <laughs> I think it's rather ghoulish too. Do you? I I liked what Branson said, where it'll be weird. It'll be weird and painful at first, and then you know, in the end, I'll want that memory of her. I don't know. I would think if I was Sybil, age 14, Sybil V2, so baby Sybil, <laughs> age 14, and be like, I never knew my mom, but I have her name. I think I would feel a nice connection to that. See, I feel like it would be way too much pressure because everybody's going to be telling her stories forever about how wonderful her mother was, and she's going to be like, I'm Sybil the Lesser. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I just think it's a little weird. Also because, like, your dad was like madly in love with Sybil, but now you have that same name. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm yeah. Right into this clearly, but yes, I think it's a little ghoulish. Rachel, what's your stance? Well, I was originally thinking that, you know, when a man dies, isn't it kind of natural when they're like, and we're just going to call him Bob, like the son Bob after his I just don't think I, that's a name that really gets passed down maybe like John okay. <laughs> we, well, just call him, we call him all Bob we call him I, all man I would name Bob <laughs> in this family. I just feel like my uh I I feel like when I was watching the episode I swear I've seen movies where the father dies and everyone agrees they should name the, like, baby son the father. But maybe I'm making that up. So I had this sort of feminist reaction, like, yeah, it's fine. We would do it for a man. Why can't we do it for a woman? But maybe mm-hmm. I'm making that up totally. It would be weird to call her Sybil Jr. Yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe they'd have a little nickname for her, like, Sibby or... <laughs> oh, terrible. I don't know. We just call her Bill. Bill! <laughs> Little Bill. Little Bill. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's weird that they didn't have a name worked out before she died, potentially. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like if it's a girl, we'll call her Hortensia. Boy. <laughs> boy, Therese, you are full of awesome names. If we have a boy, we'll call him Bob. <laughs> Everybody's named Bob. Right. It is short right. for Robert. So it oh. would be in the family. Right. What, what is Sybil's middle name? I think the most appropriate thing would be to name the baby Sybil's middle name. Yeah. Oh. We should Google that. I like that. What I should find out what Sybil Crawley's middle name is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. I like a challenge. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh. Okay. So then the All other right. thing regarding the baby is, is it going to be... Catholic, which I can't even say the word because God, it's so such a terrible notion. A left footer. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? What is the... oh, so I looked that up, of course, and <laughs> it was something that Protestants called Catholics in the UK, um, and it was said that this is a Northern Irish thing, which is especially apropos since we're talking about Tom, but. It, it was like you pushed your spade in with your left foot instead of your right, or you kicked the ball with your left foot instead of the right. Mm. And we uh, all know that left is considered sinister. Sinister, yeah. Like oh, the I think devil? This... Yeah. yeah. Oh. But I haven't looked up Johnny Foreigner yet. So <laughs> I love <this>. self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that what we have to remember in England, being the dorky person that I am, that I've watched a lot of shows on English monarchy. And, you know, the amount of times that the country was burnt down in honor of the Catholics and the Protestants and back and forth and back and forth. And people were, you know, killed and cities ruined over this back and forth of Catholicism and Protestantism. So, and Anglicanism. So I think that, like, there's a lot of history in that hatred. And then also that the Irish are still Catholic. So that's another level of, you know, right hatred on top of it. So I think it means a lot to Lord Grantham, the Catholicism. It was funny, though, because this episode didn't 
do a lot of building up tension. Like things popped up and they were pretty much taken care of. I mean, Mary came out pretty quickly by saying, you know, Sybil said she yeah. was cool with the baby being Catholic. There wasn't a lot of buildup in this episode. They didn't really spend time on that stuff. It was interesting. Mary disagreed with Lord Glantham quite a bit in this episode. Yeah. Don't they have that conversation about it? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm always on your side. But, but you've lost this one. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And she supported the naming the baby Sybil. That conversation between her and Lord Grantham, I know it's at the end of the show, but since we're talking about it, that was really heartbreaking. Lord Grantham, who like being like so vulnerable when he talks about how he reads something funny in the paper and he wants to share it with Sybil or he wants to tell oh, her that her favorite rose is blooming. I thought that was really lovely and really, really yeah. sad. And how it's the little moments and when you miss people, it's not the big moments. Yeah. Okay, I've looked it up. And according to the Downton Abbey wiki, uh, they list her as Lady Sybil Patricia Crawley. And there's a footnote next to... Sorry, what? Ew, Patricia. (laughs) All viewers named Patricia. I'm sorry for Shannon's reaction. Well, Pat is a cute name. I like the name Pat, but Patricia, I don't know. I don't know, though. I don't think you can be like, your mother died and we were left with a name. What shall we name this child? Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Sister to Bob. (laughs) Okay. No, sorry. It's according to Wikipedia. According to the list of Downton Abbey characters in Wikipedia, it says Sybil Patricia Branson Nay Crawley, born in 1896. Um I have so, to say, as a screenwriter, I've never thought to give people a middle name. Never. <laughs> well, it's funny because they don't give Edith a middle name. And, the, and oh, Mary Josephine oh, Crawley. They always so forget Edith. <laughs> no one cared about giving Edith a middle name. Of course. Of course. Isn't that funny? But hardly anybody, hardly anybody um, has a middle name here, but Sybil does. Maybe it's just because they, like, detailed on set, like, made their marriage license or something like that. And they're like, what's your name? That's a good point. Right. Well, so so Lord Grantham is kind of struggling not just with the Catholic baby and having Tom in the house, but in his marriage. Yeah. It's pretty brutal watching the scenes between them. Cora was an amazing actress. This, I mean, seeing her in grief was really heartbreaking. Really yeah. heartbreaking. She's been really good. And I don't, I think that she's right to give him the cold shoulder and send him back to his drawing room. I, I completely support her in her uh, anger. Anger and meanness to her husband. But I think it was really hard for Mary because it's like, I see both of my parents in such pain and they can't even support each other, you know? Well, and the Dowager, how cool is she this episode with those two? It was so nice when she just turns her back when they hug at the end. Oh, oh I know. I cried again. <laughs> oh, I have to say, though, that, like, I really felt for Dr. Clarkson there at the end. 
Yeah, he... taking one for the team. God, I never thought I'd hear Brandy say that. <laughs> I know, but he had to like struggle to get the words out even. And I could, I don't know. I, I was like, this is what it takes to get you two together. I don't know. <sighs> well, you know what? It just reinforces the class system, you know? Dr. Clarkson, Clarkson is a doctor working in town. He is basically an employee of Lord Grantham. Yeah. And when the Dowager says to him, you will do this, I don't, I, I think he just does it. Yeah, he's been, he's been really likable this season, the doctor. Insanity. Yeah. Absolute insanity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he finally did something right, guys. Let's get serious. Damn you writers for making us like Dr. Clarkson. Damn you. <laughs> um. But I mean, get us liking Bates. Oh, already did. Oops. No, those letters. Ugh, damn you. I was thinking, though, there is some truth to it. I mean, how safe could a C-section really be back then? Yeah. You know? Yeah, because I have, like, you see a lot of in-period pieces like, oh, she died in childbirth. And they never bother to do all of this. It's always just like she hemorrhaged. That's yes. all say, you know? Yeah, yeah. So this was really fascinating. I've not, this is not a storyline that I've seen before on anything else. No, but I think that, oh, but back to the Cora and Lord Grantham thing. I do, I just, I don't know what, it's just the Italian Jewish person in me that is like, <laughs> just scream at him. You know, like she yeah. has her little outburst in the saloon, or I never know the names. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Pat and Bobber in the saloon, and they're going to have it out. What's, you know, what's considering how, how huge that house looks from the outside, they yeah. basically use like two and a half rooms in the whole place. <laughs> yeah. I think about that. I'm like, why are, what are these other rooms that are just shut up? What are they doing with them? Well, what's right. the name of that room when they're all just sitting? It's, I think it's the room they sit in when they're dressed and ready for dinner. With the big red couches that I yeah. covered? Yeah. I think yeah. that's library. Yeah, I think it's a library. Yeah. <laughs> she has yeah. her little outburst in the <laughs> library. And I'm like, you can tell there's a lot of suppressed anger. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, instead of just like banning him from your bed, wouldn't it feel just good? You're angry at the world. It's not fair. And it's your, your husband who shuts you down and didn't listen because his pride got in the way just yell at him and then you'll feel better and then you won't have to be mad at him just throw that glass just throw it throw it Tell oh, it would be such a relief there's so much standing stick straight in rooms together everybody yeah. like they just stand there at least four and a half feet apart and yeah. have these conversations yeah, yeah. And this making me crazy well and so this these two episodes where they are really faced with really complicated emotions and they're going through stages of grief and they set up anger and all of that um, to watch the sort of proper English don't show emotion thing has, I think, made these two episodes even more fascinating. Yeah, seeing it simmer instead yeah. of the outbursts. Yeah, I agree. And then it meant so much when she finally embraces Lord Grantham at the end and they have that like really emotional hug. Yeah. Yeah. I just loved it. I really yeah, loved it. Yeah, because I've been waiting for human contact for like three episodes now. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, I told. do you guys really, did I read this on the internet or maybe I dreamt that I read this on the internet, <laughs> but 
But is there, I would love to see a Korra prequel. Yes, it's on our t- a Tumblr, as a matter of oh. fact. <laughs> it wasn't a dream. I read it on no. our Tumblr. <laughs> you read it on our Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, there's been some talk of, of um, them firing up the old Downton Abbey money machine and uh, creating a prequel. I that think would that be would awesome. be. Yes, yeah, so I feel like that hug and the loss of Sybil is like we now know sort of their destiny as a couple where this all leads mm-hmm. but she first comes over to england with her bags of money yeah right. i'd like to see him courting her i mean they would have to do different actors though because they both yeah. right pretty old so. i think lord right. grantham was like dashing at one point oh totally sure he was i think so more dashing than matthew i mean matthew's adorable <laughs> but he's not very dashing <laughs> no, Matthew's like an old man, you yeah. know. In, man, in I totally think they're gonna raise that baby, like when they were holding. Oh, oh my! I God. just, I just have this feeling they're gonna be raising little Sybil, little That's baby Sybil. I was like, little Sibby. Maybe this is what little Pat. We'll call her Sibby Pat. I felt when I saw them holding the baby and they, they totally lined up the shot. So it really was this portrait of a family, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, is this what all this weird, <laughs> like, wh- is this what they're driving at? Like, why is Matthew having the awkward conversation about his penis with the doctor? <laughs> why does Mary have a weird, uncomfortable look on her face every time Matthew's like, and then we'll have a baby. Like, are they infertile? Maybe they're infertile. I think that that Tom is is going to stay at Downton with the baby. I just have a feeling he's a really good character. I think people really like him. The fans really like him, and he's there to like put you know the sand in the oyster. Is that a right metaphor? Um, you know he's going to keep bringing the the story of Ireland and all this revolution. Oh, I can't stuff. wait! Can't wait right? to hear more about it. I, I think, think he's they probably... need him. Yeah, I I predict that he's gonna like move into one of those cottages that Matthew was showing to him, and, yeah, like, yes. on a farm or something. So he he won't be in the house, but he'll be there. Like I'm just a man who wants to be alone with my field for forever. Yeah, and my sheep. <laughs> yeah, I'm going like to name this one Sybil. <laughs> They're all named Sybil and Pat. <laughs> Is there any way that Edith? And him could, would fall in love. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really weird. It was a weird thought that came into my brain, and I just had to voice it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think he would probably go with Thomas before he would go with Edith. Like, oh, yeah. dear. Oh. oh dear. <laughs> can, can I fiction? Just... <laughs> okay. All right, moving right along here. Well, are we gonna get to are we gonna get to the big scandal of the episode? Oh, the luncheon? Yeah, with a prostitute because it's contagious. It's contagious, and we're all gonna eat this lovely cake, and we're all gonna become sluts. Oh it's hands down my favorite scene. Oh my god, starting with Mrs. Patmore. Anybody want to do Mrs. Patmore? Brandy. <laughs> do I look like a follicle? <laughs> Anybody with use of their limbs can make a salmon mousse. Like, that was one of my favorite lines of all time. 
that was fantastic. But then that was like all those, all all, Miss Patmore's fantastic lines. But then at luncheon, you know, when Lord Grantham bursts in, he's like, everyone's leaving. And (laughs) oh, he made a damn fool of himself. Oh my god. Oh my god. God. And and what does the dowager say? Yeah, what does she say? She's like, well, it's a shame to waste such a good pudding. (laughs) (laughs) And Cora's like, Charlotte, is that Charlotte Ruth? Mmm, delicious. I love when the men like Carson and Lord Grantham are way more easily scandalized than the women. It's totally. kind of a, it's a very cool dynamic in this show. Definitely. Yeah. Like they're the old fuddy duddies and the women are like, whatever, the food's good. Yeah. yeah the food's <laughs> good. We're not leaving. Dessert. <laughs> yeah. Could I just say that Edith looked incredibly stylish in her hat? She's looking really good these days. She is. Yeah. So I'm going to say. <laughs> anyway, that was a that was a great scene. And I was so proud of Edith. Not Edith. I was so proud of Ethel, Ethel. for cooking a lovely meal and taking it all so seriously. Yeah. I'm like so glad she's not being an idiot like she was, you know, when we first met her. Oh yeah, giggling like all the time. Ugh. Yeah. And I love how Isabel was like, just keep it simple. No need to get complicated. Just fetch a ham and make a nice salad. (laughs) And then she freaks out. I suppose there's no ham, is there? (laughs) Is there cooking going on in this house? (laughs) I smell cooking. I smell cooking. (laughs) Oh, poor Isabel. She really tries. Well, I think it's, you know, that's a pretty big deal to serve bad food to people that you didn't even make. I mean, you can't even, like... I paid someone to make this terribly, you know, I mean, Mrs. Patmore, once again, is so marvelous. Like another time in the show, she's like, you're all in love with the wrong person. (laughs) Oh, we have got to talk about the downstairs flirting. It's like a big, it's like a big ball of like, just all of you just hump all of you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they need a middle school dance so bad. Yeah, so, that's what yeah. I was thinking. This and they like need a dark corner to, to dry hump each other and everything will be fine. Yeah. I know. I can't it's... even really tell anymore who likes who for, <laughs> for Mrs. Patmore. Like, I literally, does the new cute guy really like the new girl? No. So, I think it's no. just a natural flirt. Like, I think it's really yeah. just like the nearest skirt is going to get some action. So. Right. And and what's her face? The new kitchen maid. What's her name? Ivy? Ivy. Yeah. Ivy. So Ivy likes him because he's the best looking, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I think Alfred likes her like only because Jimmy does or whatever. Like he just does what other people do. I think Alfred really likes her. Really? I think it's because she's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. For kitchen he, maid. Likes the, he likes the pretty girl. But poor she... Daisy. Oh, Daisy. But, you know, I, I kind of feel like when she was hesitating about taking over, you know, the farm, I kind of felt, and this is maybe just me and superimposing my thoughts on hers, like, is she, she, her thinking, I'll never meet a man here. And I like this man in the oh house, you know? Uh, it's like she just would be isolated out there with an old guy. I mean, she's still a virgin. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, she's like, w- probably wants to do it all. I think she wants to marry young Alfred and mm. uh, make jams together. <laughs> Slow jams. So let me say that this scene with Daisy had me pondering back in episode one of the season. We were bitching about like 
how the first thing we see in season three is her on her bike. Yeah. After, like, the telegram in season one and the scenes of battle in season two to open things up. But maybe I'm reaching, but I was like, suddenly that scene makes sense with all of the themes so far this season about young women having to, like, make decisions about what their lives are going to be in this time of progress. Yeah. We've seen it with Edith, and we've seen it with Ethel, and now we're seeing it with Daisy. So I like that those parallels are being drawn. Yeah. That's that's really good, Brandy. That's, like, super deep. I would get behind (laughs) that. Yeah. There's some really stealthy feminist stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. And Mary's, like, becoming more feminist by the day, I feel like. Well, she's separating from her dad. I feel like this episode... And this season for her has been like, like accepting your husband as sort of like you're your own unit and moving away and knocking Lord Grantham off his pedestal a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's just so many scenes in this season of him and Carson, mm-hmm. like, you know, par- this parallel patriarchal roles and people just aren't listening to them and they're just defying them and the old order is changing and nobody cares except them and both of them and there have been a lot of scenes where they've been together in the scene and you can see both of them reacting you know to whatever indignity is happening fox trotting in the dining room (laughs) oh my god that was such an awkward so the final big storyline of this episode is the Bates drama maybe finally coming to an end. God, I hope so. But even by episode's end, all we have is a letter. So who knows? Who knows if we're going to be subjected to more of this? I feel like that was pretty convenient. It was like, oh, he just started working on the case. And then here's the letter saying it's over. Yeah. But I'm happy. I'm ready for you know, this whole thing to get over with. So that's fine. The moment we've all been waiting for, which is basically that some crazy old lady says that Vera made the pie she ate after Bates left. And somehow this is enough to overturn a conviction. Like, I don't, I don't understand, but really like we've got to be done with the storyline. So I don't care. Yeah. Mm. Oh, sorry. I fell asleep there. (laughs) I just, I don't think I'm ever going to get my song and dance routine out of the prison that I just keep waiting for. But you did get to yeah. see Bates almost knife a guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Pretty, I think he might be a changed man when he comes back from prison. Like, Uh-oh. he's had to let loose uh, yeah. the beast a little bit. That sounds yeah. so sexual. <laughs> get ready, Anna. Get ready. that he had his violent side subdued and he had to like let it out a little bit i don't know anything i say is gonna sound sexual to you (laughs) i think think it's just let it lie here here's some breaking news oh sorry we're still recording never mind i you know i completely lost interest in this conversation about bates and anna and i started uh, surfing and i found this story about how a cat came in third in the virginia senate race <laughs> awesome i kid you not but i digress <laughs> things that are more interesting than bates and anna <laughs> yeah that could be your own side tumbler uh, yeah <laughs> things that are more interesting than bates and anna Free yeah game. i love this game yeah watching cardboard <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
paint wet. Oh, God. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay, whatever. He's going to come home. The real thing is he's going to come back, and is Thomas going to be stuck being a footman again? What happens, you know? Because yeah. Beans is number one valet. I'm worried that this season is going to end with some serious self-destruction for Thomas. Yeah, because this yeah. is getting... When he's this high on love, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a sick play, game O'Brien's playing now at this oh, point. Yeah. And I feel like he is either going to get super self-destructive when he feels like he's been played, or he'll be outed. Okay, I think that James is gay, and I think that there will be a James and Thomas gay storyline. He seems to not be into it, though. But maybe, like, like the only reason that he's so protests too much over just, like, a pat on the shoulder is because he knows, like, he can't go down that road. He doesn't want to be yeah. stained with the homosexual. Yeah. No. Yeah. God, yeah. it's just such a shame. It's like, it doesn't matter, you know? It just sucks that, like... You know, it really mattered back then, and he would lose his job for just being who he is. That sucks. Well, I think, too, if he, if, I think if Thomas is outed, I feel like, you know, the Granthams can be very progressive, and we always talk about how they're one of the best families you'd probably want to work for back then, as these upper crust families go. But I would not buy that they would accept this. I don't that. think they would. No. Like, I don't think there's, like, a soft... I don't think there's any, like, progressive argument Mary or Edith could make. Like, I, I, I think it would be no. very bad for him. So I actually think he's... I think this is, like, a very... They're either really building him up on this high. I think it's going to be a really tragic and sad, like, moment for him. However, this comes crashing down. Do you think he's going to kill himself? I don't know. It's I. I'm just. I feel like oh. it's a very dark. I feel like it's a dark storyline. I just get this feeling. Mm. Yeah, I do too. Mm. I do but too. I. I do hope it ends in true love and snuggles for that. Just my my only other note was the Edith in London being a writer thing. Yeah, I yeah. want that to happen so bad. That's in the preview. The preview yeah. hinting at that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's. Oh yeah. She's talking to an editor in London. So she is the she editor is the editor old or cute? <laughs> cute. Ooh. Cuter than cuter than Mary's old suitor. The one from Game of Thrones. Oh Ooh, yeah. Sir Richard. Yeah. Ugh. Sir Richard, that's right. But is he cuter than the old guy she almost shacked up with? <laughs> that was well yeah. He pretty stiff. Pretty much right yeah. there. Yeah. I mean he yeah. might already be dead at this point. <laughs> Oh, Sir Anthony. I, you know, I've already forgotten about him. <laughs> as much as I was sort of rooting for them, I, you know. I think you were just rooting for Edith, Edith's happiness, you know. I just want Edith to be happy. It's true. So this has been another episode of Downton Gabby. Uh, lots of questions for next week. What will happen with Tom and James? What will happen with Edith and her new hot London newspaper editor uh what will happen with baby pat tune in <laughs> to find out uh and follow us on tumblr at downton gabby on twitter 
And on Facebook, just search Downton Gabby and there will be. I'm Teresa Schechter in Brooklyn. Good night. Night. Good night. Toodles. Say you is or is you ain't my baby. The way you're acting lately makes me doubt. You is still.